Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Afternoon, everybody. Welcome, to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason watches MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, how are you, my friend? You're not where? Oh, you are wearing Hartford Whalers uh, gear. I don't know what team Umbro is. It's not. It's a company. It's a. I know. Yeah. Like no. looking at my hat and saying, "What team is Nike?" Yeah. Right. Okay. No, I just felt like wearing a, a whaler, an old whaler. Hartford Whalers. Yeah. Why the Hartford Whalers? Why not? They had, actually, I would argue this. They had a team. This logo uh-huh. is uh, the greatest triumph of sports graphic design ever. Because the use of negative space in the logo. I mean, I'll take it. Well, my glasses go flying. Don't fall apart. Because what it is is you have the whale tail. Yeah, and then the W here, right? And then in the in in the negative space, yeah, is an H, Hartford Whalers, and then the, t- the tail for the whale. Unbelievable! It's an absolute. I was thinking the same thing. It's an absolutely brilliant logo. Yeah, unfortunately, they opinion. don't have a team. It's it's too bad, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, their you know their descendants are now in Carolina, and they dealt the Avs a loss last night. They did. It was a close game. It was a one nothing game. Landis Scott got fined, by the way. For yeah, his for his comments the about the officiating. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, it happens. He can afford it. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Okay, the decision has been made. We've been waiting for this decision for months now. A grand jury has decided not to charge Deshaun Watson with sexual assault as the grand jury did not find enough evidence in the nine sexual assault accusations. With that, I don't want to dig into the minutia of how the grand jury trial went or anything like that, unless you would like to somehow dive into it. Not really, no. I mean, he actually was involved in depositions for uh, some of the 22 lawsuits filed against him, but those are civil, not criminal. Right. Those remain outstanding. So with that, teams are going to be lining up to get him. How many things? How many teams do you think are going to shy away knowing that he's only going to face multiple civil lawsuits? How many? How? Me, no, no, I don't mean mm-hmm. how many. Well, uh, <laughs> let me rephrase it. Do you think there's anyone that's going to shy away? I think probably at least one team will shy away. And what team is that? Do you I, have a- I don't oh, know. I'm okay. saying I'm saying I don't think it'll be 100%. I don't think it'll be unanimous among those who are seeking quarterbacks. Oh, we've got to go get him. I think there, there's always one that says, no, we're going we're gonna to pass. I think most of them, though, let battle commence, starting with the Carolina Panthers. Who else do you think is going to be in the running? Philadelphia. And Seattle. 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 They have the assets. They do now. Yeah. I mean, after that Jamal Adams trade, people said, oh, Seattle, look at what they gave up. Well, they gave up a future Hall of Fame quarterback, but could be getting in return a potential future Hall of Fame quarterback with a ton of assets that they just got from the Denver Broncos. Actually, if would that be something? Actually, if you are the uh, Houston Texans and you go into that phone call with the Seattle Seahawks, knowing 
what they gave up for Jamal Adams and saying these guys, these guys might give you the farm and then some. Yeah, four first round picks. They hey, they could give up four first round picks. Would you give up four first round picks? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Three. Yeah, but they could give up four because they have two next year, and then they have one this year, and then one in twenty twenty four. So if they, so if it's about again, what can you put together? That the Seahawks can now put together a an incredibly robust offer here. Of, I, co- I, of course, that first rounder next year, Broncos. I hope it's a pick in the late 20s. I don't think anyone is going to give up four first-round draft picks for Deshaun Watson. Uh, that would be unprecedented. I don't think that will happen at all. With that, looking at what the Broncos gave up, and I certainly understand that you had to strike when the iron was hot for Russell Wilson. You could not wait around for Deshaun Watson. That would have been foolish because we didn't know what this grand jury was going to say. But now that we know he's not going to be charged with any criminal indictments, right? Um, could you imagine if Seattle uses all the capital they got, tossing an extra first-round pick and get themselves Deshaun Watson? Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. Yeah. How do you think Broncos country is going to react to that? I think they'd be fine. I think they would be. But then again... I think people will say, well, man, we should have waited. But the truth is you shouldn't have waited. You shouldn't have waited. You have to get the quarterback when you can. And oh, by the way, with the civil lawsuits still out there, then as I've said, and I'm consistent on this, as you know, you try to get me to say other things, but I won't. I think you let all of this be someone else's cross to bear. Right. Let someone else, let someone else have the headaches. How come these women didn't want to testify publicly? I mean, that's I, a fair question, isn't it? Well, it's a very it's if a, they felt th- that these strongly. are very these are very personal things I, though going I on. I, I think that. I think you should defer to the uh, uh, to the, the the alleged victims here and uh, and how they want to present it. I but mean, the argument, I'm not I'm not saying I disagree with you. What I'm saying is is that if somebody did that to me. I'd run to the courthouse. I'd run to the courthouse. Right? But this is a society that has a habit of uh, sometimes shaming people who come forth with these sorts of allegations. Well, the person... Especially, gonna... invol- especially involving someone as prominent as, uh, as Deshaun Watson. Right. There's, a, th- there's, there's still a lot of victim shaming that goes on in, in this society that I think would, uh, would preclude some some victims from being very comfortable having everything out there publicly. Let's go back to the Broncos for a second. Over the next five years, who would you rather have Watson or Wilson? Think about it before you answer, because I know how you feel. Five years, five years, five years from now, who would you rather have? Or over the next five years or just five years from now, because over the next five, over the next five years, I'd rather have Wilson. How about year six? At that point, maybe you'd rather have Watson because at that because now at that at that juncture you're talking about Russell Wilson getting you know getting towards age thirty nine, age forty. But I would rather not have the headache. And at that point, it's okay. It's okay to start thinking about what comes next. And hopefully, in the interim, you've won a Super Bowl. Right. You've you've won a lot of big games. You've accomplished something. You've had another era of success for the franchise. 
Well, be interesting to see what he does when he comes back. He's been out a year, been out of football for a year. Yeah. And who knows how he's going to come back. I think he'll be fine. I don't think it'll be a problem. I'll tell you one thing. I hope he doesn't go to the AFC. Can you imagine? Yeah, and uh, if I'm if I'm Deshaun Watson, if I have any say in where I go, I think I'd I would look at the landscape and prefer to go to the NFC at this point. Right. I think uh, again, I, I think Seattle and Carolina probably probably make the most sense. Carolina gets him back uh, close to his home territory where he was for college when he played for Clemson. Seattle, as we mentioned, as the capital. Um, you didn't want to go to Carolina. Even when they said, yeah. we'll take you even with criminal charges pending. Well, now, who knows? Look, Russell Wilson wasn't on Denver's, what, what, or Denver was not on Russell Wilson's short list, according to reports, you know, last year. And last, it, last year. Things change. Things change. I mean, for all we know, Deshaun Watson has softened and said, yeah, I'll go play for Carolina. It's a different landscape right now than it, than it was when all this first broke. He may not. He may not have as many choices because maybe it's more than one team that says that they don't want him. Maybe no, it's two or three. No, owners are going to turn a blind eye. It's all about winning. Philadelphia Eagles took back Michael Vick after he was convicted and he was slammed in Leavenworth. People will take him back. They took him back at relatively little cost, though. They signed him as a free agent. You're talking about sacrificing player capital and draft capital. With Michael Vick, at the time they still had Donovan McNabb. It was just, oh, it was just a flyer. He was a backup, and and just let's see if he has rehabilitated himself. It's a different matter when you're talking about bringing in this guy, and he is the alpha, omega, and face of your franchise. Here, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Of course, yeah, that seems like your kind of role. Well, no. Yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate by listening to what you're saying. Who's to say he? Who's to say he did anything wrong? If you have and, two, and, and you have condemned him. If you have, if you have 22 accusers mm-hmm. in, in this case, right? Are they? Do, what are the chances all of them are lying? Very small. Yeah. To almost none. But at the end of the day, we don't know if they're telling the truth or not. And I'm not defending him personally. I think he did it. But my point is, what if he didn't? Then you've just crucified this guy. Grand jury didn't find enough evidence. Yeah, didn't get yeah, didn't find enough. And evidence you know what they say? You know what they chargers, say, yes. And you know what they say about a grand jury? Grand right. in a grand jury, you can indict a ham sandwich. That's the term. They couldn't even get an indictment. And, and you owe. And, and most of the time, you get indictments in a grand jury. Most of the time, and they couldn't. So what does that tell you? Well, it's a, it is a different fresh threshold for criminal versus civil. We know that. You don't need, like, lock, stock, and barrel evidence for a grand jury to indict. You need some evidence where the grand jury says, well, this is reasonable. Let it play out in the court. You don't need hard evidence to get an indictment. That's why they say a prosecutor you need, you can pl- indict you, a grand... You, uh, you, you need plausible sandwich. evidence, right? And it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that. And yet the civil and yet the civil court cases remain. I part of it for me is again I, and I've said I don't want the headache if I'm an or if I, I don't want the headache if I'm a, if I'm an owner. I, I would guess, and I'm not an attorney. I don't I don't expect most owners would agree with me. Okay, and I'm sure they won't. Yeah. I will guess, and I'm not an attorney. I'm guessing it is more difficult to win a civil case 
than to get an indictment in a grand jury. Does that seem fair? Uh, I don't know. You got to win a civil yeah. case. Now, it's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt. You have to have a preponderance of evidence. Right. It's not, it's not proof beyond a reasonable doubt why, in a civil case. That's why O.J. Simpson was convicted in the civil court, but not in the criminal court. He was so innocent. <laughs> Did he ever find the real murderer, by the way? The real I'll killer? I'll tell you something real quick mm-hmm. before we go to break. You mm-hmm. want to talk about a cross-section of society when the O.J. Simpson verdict came down. Mm-hmm. I was working in Buffalo, New York. Yeah. Outside of New York, excuse me, outside of L.A., the epicenter of the O.J. Simpson trial. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was in the newsroom when it was announced. Very mixed newsroom. Mm-hmm. Different ethnicities, uh, different genders. In a town where he was the civic hero. Yes. Buffalo, New York. When the jury made its announcement, you can imagine who was jumping for joy and who just stood there absolutely dumbfounded. It was essentially, that newsroom, a sample of what was going on in the United States. Mm -hmm. An absolute sample. Coming up after the break. You know, Von Miller and Corlin Sun were together smoking cigars the day before the Russell Wilson announcement. What does Cortland think about this? Now that he's back in town, we'll tell you next. Mr. Unlimited. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason, watch us at You can reach us, Rocky Mountain Forest Products, Twitter feed at Mason Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda in Broomfield. You can get the right car at the right price, like the Mazda CX-5, Mazda CX-30. Mazda CX-30 is a small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, outstanding power, and 32 miles to the gallon on the highway. I just went to the gas station. Premium gas was $4.65. Wow. So 32 miles to the gallon, that Mazda CX-30, sounds good to me. Head on over for a test drive today at Siltahar Mazda. And remember, it is stress-free and hassle-free. Go to Broomfield today or check them out at sthmazda.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. Well, as you might manage, uh, manage uh, imagine, excuse me, all the Broncos wide receivers got to be thrilled about Russell Wilson. Before the trade was made, Von Miller, Cortland Sutton were spending time together smoking cigars. They were doing that out of town. And then a day later, Russell Wilson announces the new Broncos quarterback, Sutton. When he got back to town, he got quite a surprise. As soon as I landed, uh, my phone was going off. And uh, <laughs> it was it was Jerry, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, 
and Russ and everybody was just in there talking and just, <laughs> um, you know, it was really cool to be able to, to hear, you know, first moments, just him talking about already like, Hey man, I'm trying to get to work. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this. And, you know, to hear that already, you know, so early into this process and our first time being able to talk to him, you know, it just lets, it sets the tempo for our entire team. You know, everybody understands the the time that everybody's on and, and where we're trying to get to. And, um, it was it, it's it's exciting for sure. Well, we all know the type of competitor Russ is, and I know he was on that group chat, man, already saying we need to get together and work out, man. When is that going down? Is that happening, man? So y'all can get that chemistry going. Man, it's crazy to say that we, you know, we've been in and in, in talks already, um, trying to figure out a, a a way to to get all the guys in one spot and even just sit down and and talk ball a little bit, just get to know each other, get to um, you know, run a couple, run run the the, the basic routes to to get that time and get that feel down because, you know, um, you, as you know, being able to get as many reps in as you possibly can is, is important. And getting a brand new quarterback, brand new offense, uh, all the reps that we can get are, are going to be huge. So yeah, we've already been talking about trying to get something going, being able to, uh, you know, put some, put some work in before OTAs roll around and, you know, um, and even then just stacking on top of that as well. Wow, the quarterback getting together with the wide receivers, that'd be a pleasant change around here, wouldn't it? Where have we seen that before? I don't know, six years ago? Seven years ago? Actually, do you remember in the wake of Peyton Manning retiring, the whole thing of Mark Sanchez getting the receivers together? Right. Yeah. And how'd that work out for his first preseason game? Not well. Uh-huh. Right. You, you got to have the quality, although you admire the intent he, here's on the Mark thing. Sanchez's part. Here's the thing. I understand that Joe Flacco brought some cachet here because he was you know, the Super Bowl MVP. But at the end of the day, when you look at the roster of quarterbacks the Broncos have had since Manning retired, no one really had the cachet to say, hey, let's all fly down to Duke. Hey, let's all fly down to Florida, right? None of those, I don't think any of those guys truly felt comfortable as a leader enough to say, let's all go on a road trip together. Well, you've got to be the guy, right? You've got to be the primary quarterback to pull that off. Because remember last summer you had... Uh, Drew Locke talking about getting some guys together, and a few guys uh, right. did some workouts with Teddy Bridgewater down in Florida. I mean, it was just kind of all hodgepodge and right. mishmash, and right, and real and and nothing like uh, Tom Brady getting his guys together in Tampa right after he got there. Let's go back to 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. Demarius Thomas, Eric Decker, top two wideouts on the team. 2011, their numbers were okay. Clearly, they spiked. In 2012, when Peyton Manning got here, when you look at last year's numbers, Cortland Sutton, 776 yards. Tim Patrick, 734 yards. Jerry Judy, 467 yards. Fanton, there who's now gone, 670 yards. How much do you think those numbers are going to be spiked? Tremendously. Oh, my God. Two of those guys are going to be 1,000 yarders. I, I would say... The guy who will probably have them in terms of the raw number, the guy who will have, have the biggest increase will be uh, Jerry Judy because he missed time last year. That's what held his numbers down further was that he missed he missed time from uh, from the third quarter of week one on through the end of October. I'll tell you how it was explained to me, Russell Wilson's time in Seattle. It reminded me mm-hmm. of what people used to say about John Elway with Dan Reeves. 
We're going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, rely on our defense, and then hopefully Russell will bail us out in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Russell Wilson wanted to pass the ball more when he was out there, and Pete Carroll, he wanted to run the ball more. Now you're looking at a guy like Nathaniel Hackett, who does like to run the ball, puts a priority on running the ball, but he's getting a quarterback who wants to get out of that system. Are we looking at a 50-50? I mean, that's the easy out in terms of the answer. Well, it'll be a 50-50 split. I have a feeling they're going to be passing the ball more, even with Javante Williams and possibly Melvin Gordon. Because you know what? If that's what Russell wants and that's going to make him happy, you're going to kind of have to go that way a little bit, don't you think? You're going to have to, and I don't think you're. I don't think you're bringing him in to not use him. Part look, part of the issues there in Seattle involved, take the 2020 season, for example, about halfway into that year, people were saying, oh, this is the year that Russ is finally going to be the MVP, right? He has a couple of games that are off, and all of a sudden, the, the Pete Carroll reaction to that is, well, we got to go back and ground and pound again. I think what you have here is a coaching staff that, if Wilson has a shaky game, and even great quarterbacks have shaky games, I think Peyton Manning threw five interceptions in the middle of his career in one game. It happens sometimes that the reaction isn't going to be, oh, well, strike that. We just got to run the ball more. I think the reaction is going to be, okay, we had a bad day. Let's make sure it doesn't happen again, but let's keep doing what we do best. I, I know it's not safe to assume that K.J. Hamler is going to be totally healthy this year. And I get that. Mm -hmm. Or Sutton, you know, he's recently recovered from a serious injury. And then you have Judy and then you have Patrick. Mm -hmm. For the sake of argument, sake of argument, all four guys are healthy this year. And I know it's a, a stretch. How important is it really to have a really good pass catching tight end? There are only, there are only so many, so many passes in a game. And if they're going to really spread it out on, on offense and you have three, four wide receivers, essentially with all different skill sets, why not just use those guys? Why are you spending a lot of money on a tight end? Well, the reason why you spend money, money on a tight end is to try, try to create a matchup problem. If you go four wide a lot, the counter is going to be a lot of, a lot of dime packages, a lot of 6DB packages. If you're going three wide in a tight end, it's okay. Do we take care of the tight end with a defensive back, or we take care of, the, or if is the tight end going to physically be a mismatch for said defensive back, or do we go uh, go with a linebacker? Which means you uh, maybe you're sacrificing a little speed and coverage, but you're generating you're no, I get more that. physicality. I'm saying I'm that's saying, the thing. Well, I'm that's saying a, going but, on spending and getting well, that's a the thing. pass it's, catching it's, guy. Yeah, but the thing is, defensively, it's easier to counter four wide receivers personnel wise than it is to counter three wide and a tight end. That's that's why you would have a tight end. But if you can be effective with four wide receivers, then that's fine. Effectively your your tight end is your third or fourth wide receiver. Who do you think is a tougher mismatch? Noah Fant on whoever he is playing, whoever's covering him, or Tim Patrick on a third cornerback? Who has the more difficult job? The guy covering Fant or the guy, or the third CB covering Tim Patrick. Why don't you answer that question? 
I'm yeah. asking you. Well, no, because I, I know I want to know what your answer is. I think it's tougher to cover Patrick. Right. So what do you need Fant for? If Noah Fant's playing to his capabilities, it's tougher to cover Fant. But the argument the argument can be made that he wasn't covering to his capability. And the other th- argument that comes into play is that Russell Wilson historically has not used his tight ends as much as some other quarterbacks do. Well, yeah, Jimmy Graham, how did he work out? Didn't match his numbers that he had with Drew Brees. Uh, well, a little bit older, too. My point is, is that, listen, we are in the age of the tight end because of, and we've always been, but now with, you know, the emergence of Travis Kelsey, right? And he's doing crazy things. And George Kittle. And and, and Gronk kind of started this way. No question about it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean you can't go against the trend if you have four potentially really good wide receivers, and then you have one guy who can blow the top off of your defense. Think about this for a second. If your fourth best cornerback is covering KJ Hamler, good night. Good. That's like shooting hoops on a five foot hoop. Works as long as KJ Hamler's healthy. Right. There's no doubt. That's that what K- I'm saying. If he's healthy, he, there's no doubt that KJ Hamler's a, a mismatch. Now, is his speed going to be all the way back where it was before the hamstring injuries, before the knee injury? It's fair to. It's, what kind of knee injury was it? It was a torn ACL, yeah. and there was other damn. There, there. I think there was another ligament involved with it. We're talking about. Maybe you should expect him to lose a tenth of a second, which means he's still pretty fast. Right. He just may not be kind of that otherworldly hundred yard speed that we saw on film at Penn State when he was returning kickoffs. I, I think what you're looking at is And the dra- other thing is the hamstrings still happen. The the hamstring injuries happen a lot for him. I think you're looking at drafting a tight end, not getting one in free agency yeah. because it's a pretty deep tight end class and maybe you could take a little bit of a risk with who you take. You take a guy with higher upside. They'll make sure they have a blocker in the room. Could be Eric Salbert. Right. Could be somebody in free agency, like for example, uh a teammate of Russell Wilson's, Will Disley who actually had a big game here in Denver back in the opening of 2018 at the University of Washington and has dealt with some injuries since then. But I think you'll see them add a blocker, and I think Albert Albert O will nominally be the starter. They'll have a blocking tight end, and then I think either in the third or fourth round you'll see them take a tight end. I I actually think in the draft they'll take one of those third-round picks and trade it down for a bunch of day three picks too so George Payne can get to his magic number of 10. (laughs) Coming up after the break, it is a huge basketball game on Monday. Nuggets against the Philadelphia 76ers. The reigning MVP against the guy who is leading, at least in terms of Vegas odds, to win the MVP. How much will Monday's game affect the odds when those two go head-to-head? We'll talk about that next for our Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for what's trending. What's trending? 
presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. Okay, uh, every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty, Calcade, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Nuggets play the 76ers on Monday, and I'm sure all voters for the MVP award will have their eyes on that game. Top two MVP candidates playing in the same game. Embiid is minus 130 to win the MVP. Jokic plus 140. They are both heavy favorites. This, to me, is very different, Mace, than Jokic and Giannis in the same game or Jokic and Curry in the same game. These guys play the same position. They will be going against each other. One will be defending the other. How much do you think the odds will shift after this game, if at all? Well, if Jokic outplays Embiid, I think they'll shift. If Embiid outplays Jokic, I don't think they will. Why? Because Embiid's currently the favorite. I understand, but that that number could widen. I don't think the number will widen any. I think that's as wise as it's going to get. I mean, I'm looking right now and seeing some uh, some odds that have Embiid at minus 135, but Jokic at plus 200 as well. I mean, there it, it depends on, on where you look. I, I don't know that the discrepancy is going to get any greater unless Jokic gets hurt. Any greater in the negative for Jokic. If Embiid goes out there and torches Jokic, torches him, puts up 40 and 15 rebounds, and Jokic has a good game, I think I think you'll see a wider chasm between the two. This is a head-to-head matchup. Very rarely do you get that. I mean, well, let's look at college football this year. When Sam Howell, quarterback for North Carolina, faced off against Pitt, and Kenny Pickett, people thought, even though they're not playing against each other, this could be a preview of who's going to be the Heisman winner. We have those type of games. The difference is Howell and Pickett aren't playing one-on-one against each other. In this game, people are going to say, well, really, who is better? And now we can actually see it on the floor because they're literally playing against each other. But the thing is, right now, you said, what, it's a 145, minus 145? Minus 130 on FanDuel. Minus 130. On FanDuel. That means means as of right now, Embiid has a 56.5 chance. That's That's what it translates to. Oh, I think the numbers shift for sure. You think it goes higher than fifty six than fifty six point five for him, and then the field river, then and then I can forty three point five for the field. I can see him moving if if Embiid no. torches Jokic, Embiid goes minus one forty, and Jokic goes to two hundred. Okay, I it it would take that, but I I I don't know that Jokic would be the one who I uh, that it would that Embiid would be the one benefiting. I think Jokic's odds would. Would would fall. I see it go then, both ways. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't see yeah, it just going no. one way. Guys, what do you think? Do you think it should affect the odds? Do you think it should affect the voters? How's that? Should it affect the voters? No, one game. No, but no, no, but it will. You should be giving MVP on the basis of a season, not one head-to-head matchup. I would agree, but we're down to the end of the season, right? Yeah, and these guys are neck and neck. And again, I can't stress it enough. When you looked at the Super Bowl two years ago, how was it built? The future against the greatest quarterback of all time. There's all, I mean, these are always these simplistic storylines. But they don't play against there. each other. That's my point. Yeah. Mahomes is not playing 
Tom Brady. But that's what in this that's case what, it's an apples to apples. They are. But this is the thing. They're always you're always looking for the simplest uh, terms to define a, a matchup, right? But this is the simplest terms to sell a matchup. But this is a simple term. They're both centers. They play against each other. Right, but that doesn't. If this mean, was Giannis Jokic. It's different. But that doesn't and mean. And Curry. It's different. But that doesn't mean a season long award shouldn't be uh, uh, determined by season long performance. I mean, one of them wake. What's what if one of them wakes up with the flu or something like that and goes out there and plays and doesn't uh, play well? Okay, if they wake up with the flu, uh, if that That's, happens and that happens, I, I'm just saying that voters who focus too much on one game rather than but they uh, will. I know they will. They shouldn't. I mean, do you do you give candy to the kid that behaved well for one day, or do you give candy to the kid that behaved well for the entire school year? I got candy because I behaved well for one day. You're asking the wrong guy. Maybe and this, I got really good candy. Maybe this is why we differ. Dark you, chocolate candy. You 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 got candy. I trick or treated not on Halloween just to be different. What happened when you knocked at the door? Eric, it's June. Give me some candy. That's how it worked out. I would dress up in the middle of June and knock on doors. This will be the tie break, I think, as much as anything else. People are really going to have their eye on the game. And you know what the truth is? The advantage goes to Embiid because he's the better player. I mean, he's the better defensive player. Yeah, I was going to say, a better player. He's not a better player. No. He's a better defensive player. And I think this is going to come down to the guy that wants it more. Because, again, they're playing head to head. And oh, by the way, if one of them is sick, believe me, it'll be leaked to the media hours before the game. Well, he didn't play well because he was sick. We don't like to make excuses, but he had the sniffles. <laughs> it'll be leaked. No question about it. Of course it will. If they didn't play the same position, that's different. Embiid, Curry, top two guys, you're not playing against each other. In this case, that's what makes it so fascinating. Because we always talk about matchups, and generally speaking, they're not playing head to head. In this case, they are. Well, actually, if you had two candidates for MVP, they play twice a year. I mean, that's the schedule, right? Yeah. In the NBA. So I don't know if it's that rare. It's something that, that conceivably could happen every year. Back in the day, who was the best player in the NBA? Wilt or Bill Russell? Yeah. You know what? They played head-to-head. -head. So you got to actually see who was better. Yeah, and... And when and, and and you go through history and you, you know you have there was one year where it was I think it, there was one year I think it actually was a year where Jordan was up was playing but it was it the, the talk was Carl Malone or Charles Barkley and they went against each other a bunch of times for MVP I believe it was in '93 when Barkley won I mean I don't know if it's the most it, it's not a it's a cool thing but it's not a rare thing is what I'm saying to have two top candidates going against each other No I understand that I mean Jokic and Giannis are on the same floor twice a year. But they don't play against each other. They are not guarding each other. Embiid is guarding Jokic and vice versa. That's the difference. Again, Embiid, Curry. They don't guard each other. They're guarding each other. They're on each other. Who's the better guy? It's mano y mano. That's what it is, two centers. Mano y mano. Two guards, mano y mano. Both shooting guards. Clyde Drexler, Michael Jordan. They're guarding each other. Both shooting guards. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? A big shakeup coming to NFL broadcast booths. And how does it trickle over into other sports? That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports.
Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Ten, Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, if you're thinking about playing golf right now, you're sure as heck not going to do it outside, but you can do it inside. Optimum Golf in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Want to bring in my good buddy and also a terrific pro who teaches my daughter she's had a lot of different instructors and i will tell you something kyle of the four instructors that she has had you are absolutely a solid number three on the list how are you my friend oh, it's nice you guys to start out really flattering i appreciate that no she i will tell you and i and i mean this sincerely after the first lesson we walked to the car and she said i think i would really like to play and the fact that you were so good with her and you encouraged her, she loves working with you. And I will tell you, the other PGA pros that we had, she was never eager to go back. Now she wants to keep seeing you and she really wants to play. So a lot of credit to you. Well, I appreciate that. It's really fun to work with her as well. Well, let's talk about let's talk about custom fit, custom built clubs that you guys do at Optimum Golf. Why are you so much better than those big box stores? So I think a lot of it comes down to, to the personal interactions, just like lessons with your daughter. It's about creating a rapport and, and really understanding what, what you as the golfers look are looking to, to achieve with your purchase. I mean, golf clubs are, are a significant purchase. I'm never going to sidestep that fact. They're expensive. And, you know, we want to make sure that you're getting the absolute best golf club for you that we can make or that is available. And, you know, what's, what's interesting that you're not going to hear many people say is that's not always the most expensive golf club or the most expensive shaft. So we're committed to finding the right clubs for you as opposed to um, the most expensive ones and, and making sure that you get the most out of your investment in, in golf and get the most out of your game. Though The one thing that really bothers me about coming out to see you uh, when I take me here for a lesson is I'm always, always eager to hit at one of your bays, but you're always sold out which obviously is a very good thing. The way you set up your bays, what make them so good for someone to work on their game, whether it is just A, hitting off the mat, but the virtual setup that you have where you can set different temperatures, the wind, so on and so forth, to make it feel real? Absolutely. I mean, the, the software that we use, the IXO launch monitor from Unicor and the E6 software that we use gives us unlimited opportunities to change what you may be experiencing or and, and, and design environments that you might feel or find or see on the golf course as well. So you can play in wind, you can practice it. It's discernible wind. We know exactly how much and all that kind of, we can change altitude. If you're going down um, for a trip to California, a trip to Arizona this winter, you can come in and we can set the altitude on your launch monitor so that you can get gapping and yardages for your clubs at those altitudes so that when you go to play, you have more information and more data to be able to play your best when you are really spending quite a bit to go play. Um, so it's something nice to be able to go to Arizona and know exactly how far your golf club is going to go before you get there. I've been there more than a few times. I see it as, because I golf, a real feel. 
how far I'm hitting the ball, how straight I'm hitting the ball. You brought in weather conditions and things like that. For the person who says, well, listen, I'm inside, I'm hitting off of a mat, how real can it be to the real thing? How real is this to the real thing? I mean, it's, it's the same experience that we, you know, we all watch PGA Tour on television. You're watching stuff on YouTube or whatnot, and you see you know, the best players in the world, and they're at uh, you know, the, the most pristine, most amazing driving ranges in the world with brand-new golf balls, but they are still using launch monitors to determine exactly how much everything is carrying, how much is it spinning, what's it launching at. Many of the pros these days are using two launch monitors, one radar behind them and then a photometric launch monitor in front of them to judge impact. So, you know, if they're outside in the best conditions possible, they're still using launch monitors to help determine what's going on with their game. It only makes sense for you to use a launch monitor whenever it's available to do to determine what's going on with your game. And right now, um, with few exceptions, the only place to do that really is inside. So, you know, you're going to get the same data that they're going to see, that you're going to see, is going to directly correlate to what's going on outside. It is spot on, you know, years and years and years of math and much smarter people than me have figured out how to make these things be 100% accurate. I can't be more sincere when I say this. You are a fantastic golf instructor, and you have other great golf instructors as well. So if you want to fine-tune your game, if you just want to go into the bays and work on your game, if you need custom-fit, custom-built clubs, you need to go to the Optimum Golf in Park Hill or the Rhino neighborhoods. How else do they find you online, phone number, all that good stuff, Kyle? You can find us online. It has all of our contact information there. The website is theoptimumgolf.com. It's got lists for all of our new leagues that are starting this week and next week as well, as some of the month-long tournaments that we have. It has a whole uh, plethora of information about our fitting programs. You can make appointments for lessons, tee times, or fitting right there on the website. It really is the easiest and fastest way to, to, to get started. For those that have uh, played in a virtual bay, uh, you will understand what I'm saying. I want you to know, Kyle, I've been working on my shot to hit the blimp. <laughs> it's a fun one, right? We've got to get you to get to hit that golf cart next time, too, though. Like you did. Yeah, like you did. No one's ever hit the golf cart. Bang! 500 points. Thanks, pal. Thanks for showing me up in front of my daughter. Really appreciate it. OptimumGolf.com. Book your tee time today. Have a great weekend, Kyle. Hey, you guys. Have a great night as well. Thanks. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The Final Word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, Joe Buck reportedly leaving Fox to join his old partner, Troy Aikman, in ESPN's Monday Night Football broadcast booth. Aside from NFL games on Fox, Joe Buck has been the voice of the World Series for 24 years. How does this shape the rest of the broadcast landscape for the NFL? And is MLB the biggest loser? Those are interesting questions. I mean, certainly... MLB, it shows that it's dropped in primacy mm-hmm. because... Well, you said to me that you didn't think he'd leave Fox because he wanted to stay with baseball. Uh, right, and, and the World Series means a lot to him. Now, what certainly probably means a lot to him as well is 
a 60 to $75 million contract as has been reported by the New York Post. Yeah. And so think about this for a moment. You and I have talked about this. ESPN is going to pay Troy Aikman $92.5 million over the next five years. Joe Buck will make 60 to $75 million. So at minimum, they are going to pay their broadcast team $30.5 million for Monday Night Football. Is that really worth it? Is it going to get? Are they going to get that many more eyeballs to the television? Joe Buck's a bigger draw, in my opinion, than Trey Aikman. Which is saying a lot. Aikman's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Doesn't matter. Joe, Joe Buck is a legendary broadcaster. At the end of the day, you enjoy Joe Buck's call. Do you really enjoy Troy Aikman's analysis? Well, I, Does it really get you going like, wow, I really want to hear what Troy Aikman has to say? I don't think a lot of people do, but you enjoy a great play-by-play guy. The problem is they're going head-to-head with Peyton and Eli Manning. Right, and you know it's going to cannibalize a little bit. The other thing is, I think, I mean, I, I enjoy Joe Buck's call. A lot of people get angered by Joe Buck, and that may be part of it as well. That there are you, people that hate watch him. I'll give you something else that Joe Buck brings to the broadcast. When he calls a game, he makes every game feel big yeah. because of his voice and who he is. Even Browns Broncos on a Thursday night in October. Makes the game feel big. Troy Aikman doesn't make the game feel big. Joe Buck makes the game feel big. Right. Well, the, Dick um, Enberg back in the day made the game feel big. Brent Musburger did. Right. Al Michaels. You, you, you can rattle off more great play-by-play guys that you remember than you can color guys. Now, right? Here's, right. right? And here's another thing. It makes the game feel big. And Danny said, what, what, what about the fallout here? Fox doesn't really have anybody in their stable right now for that number one spot who makes the game feel big. Gus Johnson. Oh, he's on Fox. On college. Yeah, I know. They, actually, should, they should hire him. He's actually the only one that that is in their employ right now who you could who, say. Who's the number two broadcasting? I think it's a, uh, Kevin Kugler and uh, Greg Olson. Oh, goodness great. Greg Olson is What's very What's Dick good. Stockton doing these days? Well, and somebody suggested this on social media. If you're Fox, do you place a phone call to Al Michaels for a couple of years? Yeah. While you figure out who's yes. going to be your next broadcaster Al Michaels for the, for makes one the game, game feel big yeah that was mountain high appliance just in case you missed it you can walk into any store try out the appliances before you buy them plus their customer service second to nobody they can help you redesign an entire kitchen or get you something to fit your budget mountain high appliance find them in Louisville Littleton you can also find their clearance center in Denver coming up after the break NFL.com had an article titled the most important free agent needs of every AFC team we'll tell you what they said we'll tell you what we say on who we think is going to be signed next week had a nice conversation with somebody who believes they know so I'm going to share with what they told me who will be on the Broncos by this time next week that's next 